ministry in Bendale. Let's give Brother Louse a good Bendale welcome this pulpit this morning. God bless you, brother. Amen. I wonder, could you lift your voice all across the house of the Lord right now? Come on, we serve a good God tonight, this morning, brother. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Come on, let's reach out to him. Come on, let's reach out to him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, I thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, you're worthy. God, you're glorious. God, you're awesome, Lord. There's nobody like you, Jesus. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Come on, I wonder what somebody begin to say yes to the Lord, yes to his will, yes to his way, yes to his desires for your life. God, I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your kindness, Lord. God, there's nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. I don't know about you, but there's no place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen, on this Sunday morning. Amen, and I'm believing that God is able to do exceeding abundantly of all that we're able to ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen, we serve a God, amen, that is faithful. Amen, you can be seated for a few moments. Amen, and uh, what a tremendous presence of the Holy Ghost that we feel in this house this morning. How many has an expectation that God's going to do something great in this house today? I said, how many has an expectation that God's going to show up, that God is already in this house, and God is moving, God is working, amen, and uh, there's no reason why we should leave the same way that we've come, but I believe that in this house today there is healing, restoration, redemption, Somebody can be transformed by the washing and by the renewing of their mind. Amen. You know, the Holy Ghost can make a difference in your life. The Holy Ghost can make a difference in my life. And I'm so thankful that I can testify that the Holy Ghost has made a difference in my life. He reached down to where I was and pulled me out of the muck and the mire of sin. Amen. And you know, not only did he pull me out of sin, amen, but he kept me from a lot of things that could have destroyed me that could have ruined me, that could have uh, put me in a place where uh, my reputation would have been lost, all those different things that sometimes we neglect to think about. Amen. But God is faithful, and God is good, and God is just. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible, Second Kings chapter 11, amen, verse number 1. And while you're turning there, I want to tell a young man or a young lady, uh, that you don't have to walk down some of the roads that your parents uh, may have walked down. You don't have to experience some of the same pains that they felt. Or maybe some of your family members that you look on that have, uh, that have done things that have left them in shambles and in ruins. Amen. But you can fall in love with Jesus while you're young. You can fall in love with the call of God, fall in love with the church, fall in love with the things of God, and God can keep you, amen, out of the path of the destroyer. Amen. David prayed, and, and, and he said, Lord, don't let me walk down the path of the destroyer, but God, keep me in your way. Amen. And I believe that God can spare uh, young men and young ladies from a lot of heartache. 
amen, from a lot of places that they don't have to go and don't have to walk down, amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands together right now all across the house of the Lord. God help us in this house. I wonder what a mama lay your hand on your babies right now. Daddy, would you lay your hand on your baby right now? Let's pray together. God, I pray, God, that you would work and move and work. Have your way in this house today, Jesus. God help us. God help us in this house, Jesus. God, I glorify you. Would somebody plead the blood over your children? Will somebody plead the blood over your family? God, I thank you for your provision. I thank you for your blood that is surely enough. Your grace that is surely enough in this house, God. Lord, touch and heal and deliver and save and set free. God, I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you know it's high time that we get just getting mad at the devil. It's high time that we just get mad at the tricks and the devices of the adversary, amen, that he tries to destroy our children with. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time for men and women to stand up and let the devil know you can't have my family. You can't have my children. You can't have their minds. Hallelujah. You can't steal their identity, but they're going to be a child of the king. Amen. Bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 11, verse number 1. Amen. It says, And when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of the king Jehoram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons, which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was with her hid in the house of the Lord six years. Amen. And I might be jumping ahead of myself, but I just want to take this brief little moment to tell you that you have a hiding place in the house of the Lord. You have a sanctuary. You have a refuge in the house of the Lord. That no matter what's going on around you in the world, the, the, all the hell and the chaos and the turmoil, you know what? It does not belong in the house of the Lord. But the house of the Lord is a safe haven, a sanctuary, a place where the weary can find rest and relief. Amen, amen, amen. And there, Joash was hid in the house of the Lord. He was taken from among those that were to be slain. He was Listed for execution, but he was stolen from the plans that had been made for his young life. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down with me right now? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Lord Jesus, I come before you right now. God, I pray, Lord, that you would move and work in this house. God, I pray that you'd move and work in this sanctuary. God, I thank you, Lord, for your anointing that is already here to save and to heal and to deliver. God, Lord, I pray that you would anoint my lips, anoint my tongue, that I could say the words that you would have me to say, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would empty me and myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, and I pray that you would fill me with your holy anointing. God, Lord, I admit my dependence upon you, God. Lord, I pray that 
which would use me as an instrument, as a tool in the palm of your hand, God. Lord, let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Let your anointing break every chain and loose every shackle and every fetter that will try to bind up here in the house of the Lord this morning. God, we know that where your spirit is, there is liberty. And you are surely in this house today, God. Lord, we curse anything that will try to bind. God, we curse anything that will try to hinder what you desire to do in this house this morning, God. We take dominion and authority in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that if any good thing would happen in this house today, God, Lord, that you would receive all the power and all the glory, God. Let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. I wonder if somebody shout out the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder, would somebody encourage your children to call on the name of Jesus? Would somebody encourage your teenager to call on the name of the Lord? Yes, Jesus, God, we lift up your name, God. Lord, what a wonderful name, the mighty name of Jesus. You are our Savior. You are our healer in this house today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to preach to you what the Lord has laid on my heart. Amen. I begin to feel this uh, immediately um, following our Wednesday night service. And uh, I just want to do my best to obey the Holy Ghost this morning. Anybody want God to have his way? I said anybody want God to have his way? Hallelujah. I believe that God's moving. I believe that God's working. And I believe that the best is yet to come. Anybody believe with me on that this morning? Hallelujah. I want to talk to you this morning about a connection to the body. Amen. A connection to the body. Amen. God had made a promise to David, the man that was after God's own heart. Uh, God had let him know that his seed would not fail to set on the throne because of of David's faithfulness and because of David's commitment to God. It was not because he was sinless. It was not because he was perfect, but it was because he persevered and he kept moving forward. Even though he fell down time after time, even though he made more than one mistake, yet David had purposed in his heart, I'm not giving up and I'm not throwing in the towel, but he is still my God. He is still my Savior. He is still the one that I love and the one that I desire more than anything else. God had placed his hand upon David's life and he had made a vow to him that no matter what happens and no matter what takes place, you can rest assured that my hand is upon your children and their children. That I'm going to move and I'm going to work and establish your throne forever. And in 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 9, it's says, and I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. And dropping down to verse 12, it says, and when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom, and he shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his 
his kingdom forever. And I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thine kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. God wanted David to understand. I know that your seed might not always meet and live up to my holy standards. But I promise you, even though I might have to chastise your descendants, even though I might have to put stripes upon them, I will not take my mercy from them. I will not depart from them as I took it from Saul that was before you. But I will be with your seed. And I will establish your throne and your kingdom forever. And in Psalms 89 verses 3 and 4 we find that God recommits and rededicates to this promise as he says I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. Selah. And as the good man of God already talked about this morning he was wanting folks to just stop for a moment and let it sink in. It doesn't matter how bad it's looking around you. When God has spoken a word over your life, He will perform it. When God has spoken a word over your future, He will bring it to pass. He's not just a God of yesterday, and He's not just a God of right now, but He's looking into the future, and He has just as much power over your tomorrow as He had over your yesterday, and as He has right now in your present. He is a God that has kept you. He's the God that is keeping you. And he's the God that will keep you. He does not fail. This promise to David was more than just a physical thing. But it was spiritual as well. Far from David would come the promised Messiah that would one day bring victory and deliverance to a people that were bound by sin and shame and guilt. That the blood of bulls and goats was never enough to completely satisfy the demands of God. And to completely satisfy the price that had to be paid for sin. Only to push it ahead year after year. Oh, but the Messiah, the promised one that would come, was promised to come from the seed, from the seed of David. And here, can I tell you that sadly, there are enemies to the promises of God. The promises of God are awesome, and they're mighty, and they are forever settled and established. And they cannot be done away with. But there are enemies that do their best to try and keep God from fulfilling His promise. And they try to keep the promise of the Lord from being fulfilled in my life and in your life. And can I tell you, it's God's will to build up and God's will to establish. But Satan desires and wants to tear down and to destroy. 
Jesus told us in John chapter 10 and verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Can I tell you that sometimes it seems like if we're completely honest with ourselves that the darkness is prevailing against the light. When we look around in the world, sometimes it looks like it's growing more perverse and more wicked and more corrupt than ever before. All pornography and immorality and all the things that are on the rise and all the things that are fighting for men and women's attention. All the things that try to captivate the mind and try to captivate the heart as the adversary is seeking to steal joy and to steal somebody's deliverance and to put somebody in bondage and to cause them to live a life that's way beneath the life that God has planned for them. Satan wants to cause us to live a life that's full of defeat and full of failure. But Jesus said, hey, I'm not a thief and I'm not a destroyer, but I am the giver of life. It's easy to look at politics and feel discouraged. It's easy to look at the worldwide scheme of things and feel discouraged in your spirit. It's easy to look at uh, people living all around you and feel like, uh, how in the world uh, is anything good going to come out of this? Uh, It's easy to look at somebody that's bound uh, by drugs and alcohol uh, and by the perversions of this world uh, and almost feel hopeless uh, on the inside. Uh, But I want to remind somebody this morning uh, of the greatness uh, and the power uh, and the glory of God Almighty uh, that is able to to do anything. Satan wants to take your attention off of the way maker and put your attention on the problem. He wants to take your attention off of the glory of God and put it on the shame of sin. Thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. And the passage we started with this morning, it looks pretty dark for the promise that was made to David. When Ahaziah is slain, his mother, the queen, Athaliah, rises up and in an attempt to consolidate power to herself so that she could be the one that retained control as she had already manipulated and she'd already had her hand in the affairs of the, even her son. And now she sees her opportunity to have complete and total domination. She sees her opportunity and so she rises up and destroys all the seed royal in, a, in an attempt to wipe out the things all that, that stood in her way. Can I tell you that she was doing more than, than just wiping out children, innocent children but within her was a spirit that drove her to try and stop the promise of God from coming to pass 
eyes. For Satan understood if I can stop this bloodline, if I can wipe it out, maybe I can stop the Messiah from coming that'll break my curse on mankind. If I can stop this seed, maybe I can stop the plan of God from coming to pass in somebody's life. If I can just quench this. But can I be so bold to tell you this morning that the adversary cannot disannul the promises of God, but they are forever established in the heavens. Oh, no power in hell. No demonic force in hell. Oh, none of these things can stop God from doing what he said he was going to do. There is no sin. There is no homosexuality. There is no perversion. There is no immorality. There is no Hollywood that can stop God from doing what he said he would do. Although it fights against the knowledge of God, it kicks against the will of God, but it can never destroy the promise of God. People can lie. People can deceive. People can break their promise and their covenants. But God is not a man that he should lie. He keeps his word. Here at the lion shedding the royal blood, verse 2 tells us of a lady named Jehoshaphat that stole Joash from among the sons that were to be slain. His, his time was coming up. It was already established. It was already settled. Joash has to die. Joash, it's only a matter of time before your little heart stops beating and the blood stops flowing through your veins. The breath no longer enters into your lungs. But Jehoshaphat stole Joash from among the sons that were to be slain. And Jehoshaphat takes him to the house of the Lord. And there he is hid from the evil that was trying to come upon him. The thing that was trying to suck the life out of him. He did not even, he wasn't even old enough to understand what was happening. But he had somebody that put their hands around him and said, it's all right, little baby. I'm going to take you to a place where nothing's going to hurt you. I'm going to take you to a place where you can experience the peace and the joy of the Lord. Take you to a place where you can be hid from what the enemy wants to do in your life. Jehoshaphat made up her mind. Oh, I might be in fear for my own life if I get caught doing this thing. But something within me says I've got to take this young man 
this young child into the house of the Lord. And I tell you, it may have looked like the enemies of the promise had won. It may have looked like they had prevailed. But here, Jehoshaphat, her name means the Lord has promised. Can I tell you, the promise reached in and rescued Joash from the execution that was planned for his life. Oh, the promise reached in and God said, I have already spoken and I will not allow a hair to fall from this young child's head. Hey, I've already spoken my word and I've got somebody in the middle of the darkness that's going to stand up and say, you can't have this one. You can't take them. God has a plan for their life. God help me, Jesus. was the wife of Jehoiada, the mighty priest of God, full of wisdom and knowledge. And in the middle of that darkness, in the middle of that evil reign that was taking place, there was a connection to the house of God. There was somebody, Pastor Moore, in the middle of that darkness, in the middle of that adversary rising up and saying, I will tear down and I will destroy what God said I will build up and I will establish. And there's not an adversary that can stop me from performing my desire and my will and my plan. Can I let Somebody know today, you are the body, you are the church, and in this dark world, they're crying out for somebody, saying, hey, take me to a place where I can be saved. Would you throw your hands up all across the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Children are being attacked day after day, night after night. The little minds being perverted by the lies of Hollywood and by the lies of the world. But is there somebody? It says it doesn't matter how dark it looks. I'm connected to the promise. God has put something on the inside of me. It says I will not let this one die. I will not let this one be destroyed. I know I can only do so much. But what I can do, I'm going to do for the kingdom. And for the power. And for the glory of God. I'm going to preach to some mamas and some daddies. And some grandmothers and grandfathers in the house of the Lord this morning. To tell you, you are the connection to the body. You are that bridge between death and life. You are the way when it looks like all is lost. You've got to take them up in your prayers and say, God, save this one. Let them know there's hope. Let them know there's life. God, help me be the connection that somebody's looking for. Let me let them know it's not over. This world is full of darkness. 
Somebody has to be the bearer of the promise. Somebody has to be the light that shines in the darkness. Somebody has to be the one that steps in and steals that baby away. Steps in and pulls that drug addict out of sin. Steps in and pulls that one that's fighting things in their mind and they're diagnosed with all kinds of disorders and their mind isn't right and they're on pills day in and day out just trying to find some type of sanity and just trying to find some type of reality. What would they're living in a place that God did not design for them to be? It's time for somebody connected to the church to say, Lord, if you're looking for a light, let me be that light. If you're looking for a bridge to pull somebody over from death to life, then that's what I'm going to be. If you're looking for somebody to pull them out of the flames, then God, that's what I'll be. Second Kings chapter 11, verse 10. It says, and the captains over hundreds did the priests give King David spears and shield. They were in the temple of the Lord. And the guard stood, every man with his weapon in his hand, round about the king from the right corner of the temple to the left corner of the temple along by the altar and the temple. And he brought forth the king's son and put a, the crown upon him. And gave him the testimony and made him king and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, God save the king. This young man, Joash, was hid in the house of the Lord for six years. And finally it come time. And the priest said, you know what we're going to do? God help me. We're going to fill this temple. We're going to fill this church, if you let me say it like that. We're going to fill this place of worship with men that aren't afraid to fight. We're going to fill this sanctuary with men that have weapons in their hands. And can I tell you right now, God is looking for men and women to come into the house of the Lord with their weapon in their hand and say, hey, if you think you're going to come in here, Athaliah, and take my baby, you got another thing coming. If you think you're going to stop the promise of God, you got another thing coming. I've got my weapon and I'm willing to fight for my family. I'm willing to be the connection. Hey, until my children are old enough to know better, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to show them, hey, this is what we do on Sunday. We come to church. That's what we do in revival. We go to church. We pray and we work to see God move. You can be seated. And David, David, while he was alive, Brother Moore, he had no idea he'd be able to look into the future and to see what was going to happen one day. All he knew. God's made me a promise. But all throughout his life, he laid up spears and shields in the house of the Lord. 
one day, he, ne- he did not, he could have never fathomed or, or thought in his mind that one day those things that he laid up in the house of the Lord would be used to protect the promise that God had made him. God help me, Jesus. I'm about to minister in this house this morning. Faithfully, he brought the spears into the house of the Lord. And faithfully, he brought the shields into the house of the Lord. He was laying up a stockpile that one day would surround that little boy, Joash, the last one in the line, the last one of the seed royal. Can I tell you, grandmother? Can I tell you, grandfather? Can I tell you, mama, daddy? Hey, the prayers that you've prayed have not gone unnoticed in the throne room of God, but you have laid up weapons in the house of the Lord your faithfulness has come up before the Lord and those prayers that you prayed come on can I tell you they are protection to the promise of God if God made you a promise he's able to perform it if God made you a promise he's able to bring it to pass Mama, Daddy, keep praying for your lost children. Keep bringing those weapons into the house of the Lord. You know why? Because it very well could be that one day this very same church These very same people you see sitting on these pews might just be the hand that reaches to your child. Might just be what helps pull them out of the flames. Out of that bondage that's trying to devour them. And out of that bondage that's trying to tear them up. Can I tell you your tithes and your offerings are not in vain and they're not in naught. But can I tell you you're laying up something so that there can be a little church right here off the road where when sinners pass by they can feel the anointing of God know hey there's something different about that place I feel liberty when I drive by this place I feel like I can be free from what has me bound when I ride by that place I feel like I can be free when I shake their hand and when they tell me good morning I feel like I can have victory in my spirit Amen. God help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, it's God's will for you to be so connected to the house of God that when you speak to somebody in town, they can feel that connection. It's God's will. When you're walking up and down the aisles looking for your groceries, for somebody to just pass by you, Brother Ford, and say, hey, I feel something different about that man's life. I feel something different about that woman's life. Why? Because we are a connection to the body. We are a connection to the only thing that can save, the only thing that can deliver, and the only thing that will give you eternal salvation. At our, at our home church, I mean, you've heard me preach long enough to know that I don't normally do this. But at our home church, 
We had an evangelist come by. And at this time, he was, he's, he's pastoring now, Brother Hicks. When he was evangelizing, he came by our little home missions church. And in this time, we were very young, very new. And there was a lady, and uh, I've talked to her about this, so she doesn't mind me using her name. But her name was Sister Rochelle. And she had a bad home life coming up. She was raised by her grandmother, and her grandmother took her to church, Pentecostal church. One day something happened in the church. Sister Michelle walked out and said, I'll never go to a Pentecostal church again. I'm done. I'll never go back to another church that even says they're Pentecostal. It wasn't just that one particular church. It was just she was done with the whole thing, the whole deal. The hurt that she experienced, the hurt that she felt. But can I tell you, she had a grandmother that kept praying for her. She had a grandmother that kept bombarding heaven. And that grandmother died. Sister Rochelle was still lost in the world saying, I'll never go back to a Pentecostal church again. A while, Brother Hicks was preaching for us. He stopped in the middle of his preaching. And I tell you what I heard in prayer this morning. I heard the prayers of a grandmother praying for her grandchildren. Oh, Sister Michelle, she was sitting in the congregation that morning. And she had never come down to the altar and prayed. And she had never made a move. But as soon as he said, I heard the prayers of a grandmother, something got all over her and she jumped to her feet. And she didn't just walk down to the altar, but she ran down to that altar. And I tell you, although her grandmother may not have seen it, although her grandmother may not have been sitting on one of those pews or one of those chairs to see it happen in the flesh, can I tell you, her prayers had been laid up in the the house of the Lord for a long time and that's what it took to get a hold of her heart and when she knelt down in that altar past the moment she got up she was speaking in a heavenly language why? because God stepped in and God made a way and I tell you keep praying, keep fasting keep believing God for a miracle for he is able there's nothing he cannot do there's nothing to hurt for him. My wife would make her way to the music. I don't see it happening, preacher. Just keep bringing those weapons into the house of the Lord. Keep laying them up in the house of the Lord. Oh, you may not even see it, but can I tell you, God is making a way even when there seems to be no way. Can I tell you that one thing, not one single thing you do for the kingdom of God goes unnoticed. Not one single thing you do goes unrewarded by our Savior and by our God. But He is faithful. Can I tell you, He keeps very, very good records. There's not one thing that passes by Him without Him noticing it. There's not one prayer that's prayed 
prayed without him hearing it and without him seeing the agony in which it's prayed with. Can I tell some of these prayer warriors in the house of the Lord today, don't keep, don't quit praying for a move of the Holy Ghost. Don't quit praying for the prodigal sons and daughters that are in the pig pen of sin, that are dirty and filthy and unclean, but God can shake them and God can wake them up and bring them back to the Father's house where they can have a new robe and they can have power and dominion by God. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. What Paul tells us, 1 Corinthians 12 and 27. Each one has their place in the body. Can I tell you, you may be the only connection that a sinner has to the house of the Lord. You may be the only connection to the body that somebody may ever see. The word that you speak to them might be the only testimony they ever hear. That might be the only seed that is to be planted in their spirit. But God, help me, I pray, be that connection that they need. Can I tell you, this place is a safe place. This place is a sanctuary. Proverbs 18 and 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is saved. The power of the name of Jesus can save any man, can save any woman, can save any boy, can save any girl. Can I tell some young people, some young men, some young ladies, get connected to the body. Get connected to what God's doing. Get connected to what's going on in the house of God. Get connected in pre-service prayer meetings. Get connected to anything that's going on outside of your, your normal church services when it's announced. Do, do everything within your power. Tell, tell somebody, hey, take me. I want to be a part of what God's doing. I want to be, don't let your parents rest, but stir them up and tell them, hey, mom, hey, dad, I've got to be saved. I've got to be delivered. I've got to be free. I don't want to go down the roads that the adversary plans for me. Romans 6 and 23 tells us for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ see sin demands a payment sin demands restitution sin says you will die you will pay but the gift the promise of God says you can have eternal life through Jesus. Somebody's got to hear about it. 
There's somebody in the world that's struggling to survive, struggling to make it. There's somebody dealing with suicidal thoughts and, and dealing with things that they don't know how to handle and they think that, that, that maybe checking out is the, the best option. But you got to let them know, hey, that even in the middle of your darkness, there is a God that loves you. There's a God that created you in His likeness and in His image. And you don't have to die. Oh, but you can receive the gift of God. That is eternal life. And I'm going to be so bold to even say here this morning in the house of the Lord that there are people sitting under the sound of my voice that you have contemplated and considered Nobody would miss me anyway. Nobody even cares about me. But I come to tell you here in the house of the Lord this morning that Satan is a liar. Satan is a liar. Satan wants to kill you in the darkness, in the night, because he knows if you ever come out of that darkness, you're going to shine like gold. He knows if you ever make it out of that situation you're in, that the anointing that's being birthed in you is going to flourish and going to grow. And God's going to use you for His power and for His glory. Can I tell somebody here today in the house of the Lord, you've come too far to give up now. You've prayed too many prayers to give up now. Hey, you've fasted too many meals to give up now. You've laid on your face and cried too many tears to give up now can I talk to you this morning and tell you there is hope and there is deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus among your children might be looking at you even right now saying hey I need help God help me, Jesus. Can I get a few sisters to come help me pray right now? God said I've placed my hand upon your life I've put my anointing upon you I have called you to protect and to defend Satan has tried to loot and he's tried to steal but my desire is to establish your family I rebuke the curse of the adversary I rebuke the lies of insecurity right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ you are a daughter of the king you have power and dominion right now in the mighty name of Jesus God said you can defend your children you can stand in the gap 
and you can intercede. In the mighty name of Jesus, there is power in your faithfulness. There is power in your commitment. And God said, I've got my hand upon you. And in turn, I'm going to put my hand upon your children. Come on, let's lift our voice together right now all across this house. Sister Moore, can I tell you, God's still a man of his word. God hadn't forgot every promise that he's made you. God is faithful and God will fulfill everywhere. Can I tell you this morning that we serve a God. Hey, he knows how to walk in the darkness. He knows how to walk on the troubled waters of your soul. He knows how to go where nobody else can go. He knows how to reach where nobody else can reach. Can I tell you we serve a God that is faithful. Barry God said he has placed burdens upon you and upon your spirit he has called you You're not insignificant and you're not in the shadows. But your prayers are very evident in the presence of God. I see you down on your knees interceding and praying. There are angels that have filled the very room where you've knelt to pray. Desiring to look into the gift that God has placed upon your life. God said your prayers have built a wall and no man and no power of hell can break through it but God said I am a keeper and I am a sustainer rest on my promise and rest on my word come on let's lift our voices together right now come on would you do that God, I love you, Jesus. I'll tell you what I want to do in this house this morning. I want to take that spirit of intimidation by the nap of his neck and let him know that this is the house of God. This is the sanctuary. This is a safe place where the broken can come and be mended in their hearts. Come on, let's lift our voices together all across this sanctuary. Come on, all across this place. Oh, God, can, I, can I tell you, God hears you. God sees you. God knows you. 
God understands every mile you're walking. God knows exactly where you are. Come on, He placed you in the world to be a connection. He placed you in the world to let somebody know that no matter how dark it gets, no matter how hopeless you might feel, there is a safe haven. There is a refuge. There is a river that flows that will satisfy every thirsty soul. Jesus. 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 Come on, I wonder what somebody begin to call on the name of Jesus all across this house. Come on, we got family that we want to see saved. We got family that we want to see delivered. Don't be ashamed of the gift that God has placed in you. Don't be ashamed that you that you adhered to Acts 2.38 and you repented of your sins and you were baptized in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and you were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's the light that you're taking to the world. That's the gift that you're taking to the world. That's the promise that you're taking to the world. You're telling them like Peter told them, for the promises unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call I want to proclaim that in this house this morning. I want to let this community know. I want the power of the Holy Ghost to cause this word to echo out into the streets, up and down the roads of this community, to let the lost know there is a house of deliverance. There is a place of revival. There is a place of restoration. There is a place of redemption. If the spirit of travail would come upon somebody this morning and then you would begin to tell the devil you can't have my children you begin to tell the devil you can't you can't take them out from under the blood I'm, I'm pleading the blood on their life I'm pleading the blood on them I'm claiming the promise that God has promised to me come on I'll tell you we're about to shift things here come on this revival is about to take a turn we're going to let the devil know this morning hey God is still in the saving business God's still in the delivering business and there's not a pig pen so filthy that God can't shake the prodigal son and God can't stir up. Some of you feel like you're standing by yourself. Some of your mamas feel like you're all alone. Some of your daddies feel like you're in this all by yourself. Hey, but there's a body. There's a church. You're connected to this body. Come on, you don't have to stand by yourself. But there's power in unity. There's power in coming together. You're still a child of God. Come on, you plead the blood. Tell you what, I rebuke that, that lie. I rebuke that spirit that would say, well, it's your fault. You caused a lot of this. You caused a lot of this chaos, and a lot of this trouble. You caused a lot of this. God, 
created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. If you've emptied yourself out before the Lord, God's got you covered. And God's got you washed. God's got you justified by His Spirit. Come on, let's pray together all across this house. If you're here this morning and you need the Holy Ghost, would you come pray? I told I could read it for you word for word, but you've been around enough to know, hey, this, this Holy Ghost is real. This power is real. Can I tell you, it's better felt than just hearing somebody else talk about. It's better experienced firsthand than just feeling a little secondhand overflow that you're feeling off of somebody else. Oh, it's better. Oh, it's better. I said it's better. Better is one day in the house of the Lord than a thousand days somewhere else. Hey, God, if I just could be a door greeter in the house of the Lord, a doorkeeper, God, let me be that. That's all I got to be, really, God. I feel this impressed upon my spirit some of you need to pray for God to make you the doorkeeper in your home so you need to pray mamas and dads you need to pray for God to make you the gatekeeper in your house to make you the one that stands in the doorway and say devil you ain't coming in here Hollywood you're not stepping into my house perversion you're not coming in here I'm going to protect my children I'm going to pray over my children and I'm not going to let filthiness and I'm not going to let drugs and I'm not going to let immorality and I'm not going to let things pervert their mind as long as I have the power to put my hand on their life that's what I'm going to do. Come on, come on. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. Come on, let's pray all across this house. Sing, baby.
close to you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Would you take them close to you? Tell them, hey, we're going to have a move of God. So go live for God. your prayers. The devil's scared of your faithfulness. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight. This is how I fight my battle. This is how. This is how I fight my battle. 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 Praise Him. This is how I fight my battle. 
somebody by the hand and throw them on the shoulders. Come on, whatever's most appropriate, let's pray together. Connected in the house of God. We're standing connected for our family. Brother, I'm going to pray for your children. Sister, I'm going to pray for your children. I'm going to pray for your spouse. I'm going to pray for my church family. Yes, 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 yes. Devil, you can't have us. Devil, you can't have my brother. Devil, you can't have my sister. Devil, you can't have our families. Come on, you've attacked our families long enough. God designed the family. God put a man and a woman together. Come on, to be father and mother. Come on, we're standing together. this morning but not only a word but a, but a presence a visitation 
touch of our Savior, our Lord, the one that can go with us to our homes, our workplaces, to comfort us, to guide us, to help us. He becomes that refuge. He becomes that presence, that voice that we need. He can speak into our spirits and our hearts, our lives, especially when we feel alone. Feel like maybe nobody cares. Or maybe we just find ourselves in an isolated place. And the enemy's done everything he could to rob us of the dream and the call. Thank God, God's always got somebody. He can raise up in the darkness, raise up in this generation, this hour, and even right to the very moment, man, to come to our rescue, to minister, to assist us. But then also sometimes it comes the other way. You become the one that has to reach out, and you become the one that's going to do the rescuing. And you're the one God's going to anoint and put the words in your mouth. Put the anointing on you to reach out. Paul's writings, Galatians 6, talks about this. Amen. Caring for our brothers and sisters. Joining, binding together. Amen. To make the difference, the outcome. So let's walk together. Let's bind together. Until he comes to take us out of the grave or up, up off this earth. This is what we got to do. This is what we have got to do in the world that we're living. Let's be who and what God wants us to be. Showing that compassion, that love, the kindness, the long-suffering. Having that tolerance that Paul talks about. How many has great tolerance? Depends on what you talk about. Depends on who you talk about. Praise God. But thank God, the bishop of our soul, that can help us with all of that to be his vessels. To be his vessels. I want to be his vessel. How about you? Amen. What a word and a power in the presence of the Lord that's been here today. Ministered to individuals and yet also to the church. Let's take a hold of it. Pull it in dear to your heart, your mind, your spirit. Remember, the battle's in the mind. The field is your mind. You and I have to determine what we're going to allow to lodge or what we're going to allow to be washed away. We sung it today. The blood of Jesus that washes away the sin. If it's washed it away, it should have also lost its influence upon our lives because when it's been washed away there's no resemblance of it if it's a stain still there then it hadn't been washed away but if it's really been washed away then it's been washed away and it loses its power to control us praise God thank God for a refuge thank God for a house of God, a family of God. Thank God for Jesus Christ. 
Thank God for good evangelists that come preach to us, minister to us. Mindful. God, kingdom of God. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. 5.30 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. Practice at 4.30 for the corral. Amen. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.